what is up everybody welcome back to it's the little things podcast and i am so excited to be here today because i'm on my couch yeah i know i was not going to do the uh filming of the episode today but i thought you know what would be a great idea to do the filming of it because i had just i was in the shower I was like, well, I kind of want to shower. Natasha's coming over and we're going to watch movies. And I was like, um, I should shower, you know. Um, and I was like, well, I don't want to film this with my hair wet and look like a wet dog. But here I am anyways, because this is a podcast. It's not that deep. Yeah, that's about all. That was my reasoning. Like literally behind it, I was like, who cares? Literally, who cares? Whoever sees this on the video is not going to care that my hair is wet and possibly dripping down my back. doesn't matter. Um, so anyways, we're all cozy on the couch today. And the l- viewers get to see me on the couch. And the listeners get to hear me on the couch. Not that that matters that much. Um, but I, I've been good. Thanks for asking. Um, it's so funny doing a podcast. Like, I just had a realization two seconds ago um, that I do this and talk to myself because I'm thinking, how do other podcasts host start episodes? And the podcast I'm talking about specifically is becoming something. And they, I mean, they start with communicating, like they just talk and I do not have somebody else to talk to unless you guys want me to have a two person conversation with my different personalities. Um, that's a joke by the way. Don't have to, anyways, (laughs) let's just move on with that. Um, I need to stop making that joke. Anyways, uh, (laughs) instant conviction from the spirit on that one. Um, anyways, yeah, I had a whole thing planned out to start this off with and it didn't go that direction at all. So that's always fun. Um, but anyways, um, I wanted to talk about something in particular today and y'all have heard me talk about it a million and 10 times, but this is a different perspective. So saddle up, get ready and let's get going. Um, I knew this gal in high school. So sweet. She really did inspire me in a lot of ways. And, um, I'm really thankful for her perspective on a lot of things. Um, but there was one thing that we were in Bible class one day and I said, I love you to her. And we didn't know each other that well. We probably had known each other for less than a year. Um, maybe even shorter than that, honestly. And I said, I love you to her. Now, to know me, I am the type of person that says I love you to pretty much everybody. And I just, like, I just will say it all the time. Um, It is just something that comes out of my mouth. I don't really think that much about it. And I'll, like, I'll say I love you to the pizza driver on accident because I just say it to everybody. And I usually get so embarrassed by it because she said in high school, she's like, I one time I said, you know, you've never said I love you back. And she said, yeah, I don't really think she didn't really agree with saying I love you unless she really, really meant it. She said our generation and just in general, we tend to say I love you too easy and too often. And we kind of just throw the word the word love around too often. And I was kind of taken aback. I was like, oh, okay. 
my feelings were instantly hurt. Uh, I didn't tell her because I was like, hey, that's your opinion, whatever. But my feelings were hurt because she was basically saying she didn't love me. And I was like, how do you not love me? I mean, how do you not? You know, I'm like, we were friends. And I just honestly, I was like, that's kind of strange. And I was just taken aback and I really thought on it and it really stuck with me. And it did kind of affect how I saw the word love. I was like, you're right. I'm throwing this around way too much. And people aren't going to take me seriously when I actually tell them that I love them. And you're right. I don't put enough emphasis on the word love. And I just kind of throw it around and I don't mean it. And I think part of that is true and part of it's not true. And I kind of wanted to talk about that today because I feel like we do. We do throw around the word love a lot of times, but we don't mean it. Um, One of the things she said was we would say she said she would never say love about things like material things. I, she wouldn't say she loved certain foods. She wouldn't say she loved this, loved that, loved TV shows. She just wouldn't use that word for anything that didn't matter. Which I do like that concept because that's so good. It ta- it separates you from the material things that we are constantly saying, oh, I love these. I love this. Um, I don't I still don't know necessarily how I feel about it, but I think it's a great way to kind of separate yourself from the earthly things and putting too much emphasis because love is strong and it's a strong emotion. And I and I think it's so important. Obviously, <laughs> um, it is the basis of our faith. Um but I, I was really taken aback by it, to say the least. And um, and it really did stick with me. It has stuck with me through my relationships. And I don't know what. I definitely think it was the Holy Spirit that brought this on because I haven't thought about that conversation in a really long time. And I've been, um, of course, like the whole week leading up to the next episode after I post the, the one Um you know, I'm debating like, what's, what am I going to talk about next? What's the Holy Spirit wants me to talk about? And it's kind of difficult coming up with topics on my own. And, um, and of course I want them all to come from the spirit. And I saw something that JP had put out the other day and he was like, of course we want everything to come from the spirit, but there are a lot of things that we don't realize that we are taking charge of. And so the topics of the podcast, I'm really trying to hone in on focusing on what the the spirit's trying to tell me and this stuck out to me the other day when I was reading and again I'm still reading first Corinthians or I just I finished the other day um but I this has been sticking with me since since I read it and so I really wanted to hop back in and kind of talk with you guys I know last week we talked about this as well um first Corinthians but not not this necessarily um but I saw today that the word Actually, before I tell you, before I tell you guys this, actually, I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to look this up right now because I am curious before I, before I tell you guys the wrong number, how many times? Oh, wow. One of the first I thought, okay, I didn't want to tell you guys the wrong thing. But the word love is mentioned 714 times in the Bible. 714 times. Love. Love is mentioned 714 times. Okay. I hope, I really want this to really hit hard for you guys. Okay. I'm going to go back to that point before 
before I before I go too too far for you guys. Let me read this. Okay, so I'm sure if you're listening, maybe you're not. Hey, that's cool too. I'm sure if you're listening, you've heard 1 Corinthians 13 before, right? Okay, right. I've even talked about 1 Corinthians 13 before on here. I'm going to give you guys a little bit different perspective on 1 Corinthians 13. So, buckle up, okay? Right here. Now, get ready, okay? Verse 2. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I process to the poor, or, sorry, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. And then it goes to say love is patient, love is kind, and does not envy, and I'll get to that in a bit. Um, but I really wanted to emphasize on this. If I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Okay. Everything, everything in this world stems from love. Okay. Everything that is good, everything that is great, everything that we that genuinely fills our soul stems from love and i really want you to think about that like literally life stems from love i mean not to sound gross okay but you being here your parents you come from love um and then not only that but god creating humans that is that stems from love. I mean, how stinking cool is it that everything we is that we love and that we enjoy stems from love. Stems from a love so big we can't even imagine. And when all of these things come from love, it makes you just want to love everybody else, right? Right? I know you would think you would think that, that would be the case. And I know too well um, that it doesn't all the time because the enemy is real and we are human and we have error and we sin and that is normal, okay? That is common, okay? It's not all right, but it's common. Um, It's normal and we struggle with it and I struggle with it. Um, But I really want to emphasize the fact that if we have love, we are nothing. Wait. I said that wrong. I'm so sorry, guys. If we don't have love, we are nothing. If we give everything away to the poor, to the needy, and we don't have love, we are nothing. And I really hope that sinks in as deep as it did for me when I first read it because I genuinely was taken aback. I was like, oh, my gosh. It just goes to show, again, that our actions don't mean anything if we aren't doing them out of love. If we're not doing it because we genuinely love people the way that Jesus loves it, that the way that the Lord loves us, it, it, it means nothing. If we have faith that God is alive, like we, I'm sure most people on this earth, that's the thing, most people on this earth know that God is there. A lot of people, though, do not choose to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. 
And that's the whole, you know, that's the whole debate, right? But people can have that faith that that God lives, right? That God is alive and that he is in heaven and that he created me and you. But if you don't have love, it means nothing. It's nothing. You, We are nothing without love because love is Jesus. Jesus is love. And without that love of God that sent Jesus down, without the love that Jesus showed to everybody on earth for him to come down and be sacrificed and go through all, all of that, without that love, without that love, we would not have a relationship with God. We wouldn't be able to have that one-on-one where we can pray where to him the way we pray to him. We wouldn't be able to have that one-on-one relationship that we do now. Because if you look back, it, it it's just so much different because Jesus and because of the love that God has shown us. And I, I really, truly think that we're missing that because of that love, because of the love that God shows us, because of the love that Jesus is, like Jesus is the definition of love. Because of that, we are able to love others. And without being able to love others, we are nothing. Because again, if you cannot love others, you do not truly know what the love of God feels like. It's the same blue, seriously. It's the same with forgiveness. If you cannot forgive somebody, if you're holding that grudge, you do not understand what forgiveness is because we have been forgiven continuously. We have been forgiven and if you don't under if you can't forgive, you truly do not understand what forgiveness is because God has forgiven us and we are called to forgive those because God has forgiven us. I hope you guys are kind of seeing what I'm seeing here. Like it's just so good. And I I truly believe that so often we will just do things because we think that that is what is good. And I, and in Philippians it says, Hey, if you do it, even if you're doing it for the wrong with, the wrong heart posture, basically, but it is still serving the kingdom, it's fine, right? Not on your part if you're doing it with the wrong right, wrong heart posture. But actually, let me let me read that because I don't want um the important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached, and because of this, I re- I rejoice. That's what I was saying. So even if it's done with false motives, Christ is still being preached. Okay. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. If you are going and you, let's say, okay, you're doing something out of the kindness of your heart, right? You're giving to the poor. You are, uh, yeah, you're giving to the poor, let's say that. Um, or you're giving to a homeless man on the side of the road. And you just throw some change at him. And you're like, here, you know, here's some money. Um, have a blessed day. That's great. Okay, that's great. I'm glad you did it. You know, where is your heart posture in that? Because more times than not, we're sitting in that passenger or we're sitting in the driver's seat and we're looking at this homeless person and we're 
we are like, you know, and I've struggled with this myself, but I'm saying like we are instantly judging them based off of what they look like. We are judging them based off of where they're at, what they're doing. And we are judging them on the fact that they are standing on the side of the road. Another thing, and I see this all the time, and my classmate said this one time, and I was genuinely taken aback. He was like, I could bet that 99% of homeless people are drug addicts or sex offenders or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he was just rattling off. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, you're telling me you think 99% of the homeless people are all these terrible, terrible things. And you're not going to help them out at all because you have made an assumption on your own that these people are this way. And this guy talked, claimed he was Christian and everything. And I was genuinely heartbroken because that's not just him. Everybody says this. And my thought process is, okay, hey, say 75% are those things. 25% aren't. You're just going to not give money because you think that that person's just going to go use that, that money for drugs or whatever. I'm like, I, where in the Bible does it say, okay, well, you know, hey, let's talk about the Good Samaritan story. Everybody skipped over him because he was on the side of the road and he was beaten up and nobody wanted to help him out. And then the Samaritan came along who is a rival with the guy that's on the side of the road. Not that specific guy, but, you know, they're people. And, we, I mean, he cared for him out of love. He wasn't doing it because, hey, you know, this is going to look great on my resume if I help out. You know, this is going to look so good for me and us Samaritans and we're just going to look so great. He didn't assume this guy had been beaten up or that he was on drugs or whatever the heck back then. That was the big thing. He did it out of love because that's all that mattered. Someone was in need and he helped him out. I think so often we are distracted by so many different factors in the world instead of actually just loving people. And without love, we're nothing. If you give all of your things away, your possessions away, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Nothing's gained without love. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters without love because nothing would be here without love. Nothing matters without love because nothing would be here without love because we are here because of love. I mean, how fantastic is that? That we were literally created, informed because of how much love our God has for us. And we were saved and have eternal salvation because of how much our God loves us and wants a relationship with us. And we can't return the favor. We can't love people on this earth who need love, who genuinely need love and do not. (laughs) Need love and genuinely don't know Jesus. I'm like, how can we sit here and not love people and choose to not love people because they don't know Jesus? They don't know Jesus or they don't look the same way we look or they don't have the same political views we have or they have different viewpoints than we have or they have decided, hey, you know, or hey, let's think about this. I saw somebody the other day say that um, they were like, 
do you really know what forgiveness is until you sit at the table with your Judas? And I was like, what? What is he talking about? What is this guy talking about? And I was so taken aback by that because it's so true. Do you know what forgiveness is until you have truly sat at the table with your Judas? Until you have genuinely forgiven that person that you see as your enemy or you see as a person that's betrayed you, not necessarily your enemy. Um, but we are so hurt so often. We get our feelings hurt. Something happens and we refuse to forgive. We refuse to love in spite. We refuse to love even though our father loves us daily. Our father reaches out to us daily. And I, and I, I'm kind of concerned sometimes because you'll hear people and by people, I mean like sometimes, you know, hold on. Blue is on my microphone cord. Okay. There we go. But it's so easy for us to not love that we choose to not love so often instead of just choosing to love. It's so easy for us to decide that we don't want to love people because it's so much easier to just walk past them. We decide so often that it's so much easier to stay quiet than stick up for the person that is being bullied. It is so easy to have quarrels because it's, it's so much easier to just have your nose in the air and have pride about whether you're right or wrong rather than just loving somebody and saying, you know what? Enough is enough. We need to, we need to love. I mean, (laughs) that is the answer. How can you walk in faith and know the love of Jesus and not love others? And I, and that's a reminder for everybody. It's a reminder for me. It's a reminder for every, I mean, there's not a person on this earth who doesn't fail at this every night every now and then it's too it's too easy to fail at the things that we know are right because the enemy the way he the way he gets us is because we are made in the image of God and because we're made in the image of God he is constantly fighting our identity he's constantly going to make us question our identity Um, I was talking to this girl today and she's so fantastic and she was saying, um, you know, people were being rotten to her on her Instagram story and I was like, girl, are you good? Like, are you okay? People are being so mean and she was like, no, I'm not okay and I was just saying, you know, people are constantly coming for your character. The enemy is constantly coming for character because he knows that we're made in the image of God and that is the only way he's going to completely get those who are so firm in their faith and even people who aren't firm in their faith a faith i mean like if you're looking anywhere he's going to question have us question our identity and a huge part of questioning our identity is the fact that um the fact that we feel like we aren't loved um the enemy will constantly come for us and say you're not loved people don't love you people People won't go the extra mile for you. Nobody's going to treat you the way you think you deserve. Nobody's going to treat you the way that you believe that you deserve to be treated. Nobody's going to love you. Nobody loves you now. Nobody's going to love you later. I mean, he's constantly coming for our necks with that one. And the Lord tells us completely different. And he tells us not only 
completely different that he loves us so deeply and that he loves us so so intently but he's also telling us hey you can have I mean Paul tells us right here you can have faith that moves mountains but if you don't have love you have nothing you are nothing without love because he is love he is love that's him that's his character he's love and without love we are nothing because he is who created us i mean it's this whole it's this whole like domino effect almost it's like okay take away all these things and we are nothing because he god is love god is mercy god is grace god is just i mean amazing to say the least i mean he he really is and if you continuously study the the word and and build a relationship with him it's so cool because you can constantly see his character three throughout the bible i mean that's the whole point you see his character everywhere and he is everywhere and it's crazy and if you look anywhere you see love if you look around the corner you see love you see people in love you see you see friends that love each other you see brothers and sisters and sisters and sisters and brothers and brothers who love each other there is love everywhere there's love everywhere but but are you stepping out in love are you walking in love are you saying hey I have faith that moves mountains and I have love because I know love through Jesus and I know love through through our Father in heaven and and because I know that love because I know that love I'm able to love others. I mean, it it that is just so fantastic. We genuinely are not able to love people deeply without knowing the love of Jesus, knowing the love of our Father in heaven. And I truly, truly believe that. And I really think that once you realize that we are nothing without love, you will realize how important it is that we love others because there are people out there that genuinely do not know. They don't know God. They don't know him. And they don't know what that love feels like just yet. They don't know he's reaching out to them because we are failing sometimes in the love department. We are not loving people the extra mile. We aren't doing anything extra for people. We're doing the bare minimum. We're not sometimes not even doing that. I mean, do people know that you are full of the spirit? Do they know? Are you being bold in your faith to where people know that you love others? Do they know? When we were in North Africa, somebody talked to my friend Jacob and they were just beat down because they genuinely didn't know Christians loved Muslims. They thought that Christians hated Muslims. Can you believe that? That we have done a job, not all of us, but as a whole, are you loving the people around you? Are you going out of your way to love people who don't look like you? Who love to love people who don't act like you? To love everybody? Are you going out of your way to forgive? Stop holding grudges. No grudge is full of love. None. Any grudge, any hate, any any disagreement that you continue to let fester is not full of love. You cannot sit back and hold a grudge and say that you love that other person the way that the Lord loves us because you don't see the Lord holding grudges. You do not see Jesus hold a single stinking grudge. I mean, 
golly, I have seriously worked through this forgiveness thing for years. I mean, years. It it it's been a journey for sure. Um, and it's not for the weak, and the Lord makes us strong, and so that is so fantastic. Um, because that is the only way I've been able to forgive. But it is truly freeing to forgive. And repent of holding that grudge and holding that anger in because, I mean, hate and love do not live in the same place. They don't. Hate and love do not live in the same place. So is hate living inside of you or is love living inside of you? Um. Okay. I'm going to leave you with that because I... I feel like that was enough. That was enough said today. <laughs> and I really appreciate you guys for listening. And the, for the people that were watching, my phone literally shut off halfway through because um, I ran out of storage. So <laughs> um, anyways, I love you guys so dearly. And I, I truly do love you guys. And I really feel like go tell everybody on the earth that you love them because everybody deserves to have somebody who loves them. And we have somebody who loves us. So go show people that Jesus loves them and go show them that you love them because it's so important and you truly never know who needs it. Um, I love you guys. Go forgive people. Go love people. Stop holding grudges. It's not cute. And, um, yeah. Anyways, love you guys. Be the reason someone smiles today and be, be a blessing to somebody. Bye.